This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. That was famous with the fucking C5 just running forever. Nice. There was a. I used to love that one when I was fucking in college. I was just like, oh yeah, this. When is you cool. were fucking in college. Oh yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and welcome to episode two forty two of the yes, Hoovers podcast. Two forty two. I am your host, uh, Francois. No, Francois. I don't know why I said that name. That's not my name. Uh, you are Francois Magnafleur. Jacob. Jacob. Magnastaya. That's a, I'm going to go with Magnus Steyer. That's yeah, my new name. Austrian, though? Uh, yeah, but I wasn't going for anything specific. Oh, okay. um, uh, that's the voice of Jonathan Klein from Nautomobile. Uh, 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 that's okay. Uh, that's freelance journalist. John, we, I okayed that joke before, he just did. so I don't seem like a total right. dick face. Uh, that's uh, okay. We can be dickish. Yeah, we can be dickish. Um, how's life? <laughs> well, I'm not. Oh. I'm not d- picking on certain articles. I'm just like that's a general how's life. Well, I mean, if you if you read the, my, one of my last articles, yeah, but that life, was a while ago. Which one are you talking? The Bentley one. Yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, but I feel like, but the the events happened. The events happened weeks yeah. before the article came out. No, like that was two like, yeah. weeks before. Maybe, the came yeah, out. maybe. Um, uh, yeah. Besides that, it seemed like a fun trip. <laughs> I read. I did read it. It was it was a day of fun, right? Uh, of ice driving, and then the day after was not fun. So you didn't go skiing? No. Because Bossom's pictures of the event looked really nice. Yeah, Bossom and Matt had a <laughs> ball. Uh, I, I was. It was not. Jonathan fun. was on one of I'd say four, like one of those like super fancy press trips. It, it should have been one of the best press trips right. ever it was but he awesome was dealing it was, with life it was yeah it was the bentley v8 bentega and i should have been having a lot more fun but yeah life kicked me in the nuts so so, so hard that was that was that trip was crazy because you went to like ski resorts at one point you were chauffeured or was that just like for a photo that boston posted oh that was just boston. and then um mclaren was doing a crazy trip where they road tripped people from uh woking to uh, Geneva. This yeah, is all around yeah. the Geneva Motor Show. Mercedes had some kind of crazy trip. I don't know what. I it was. was actually supposed to go to Geneva. Yeah, right after as well. Oh, you skipped Geneva. I and came s- home. I came home. Okay, and uh, then did they cover your ticket at least? Or no, everyone like all my tickets were were covered. Okay. Um, but I was you supposed to go to Geneva for actually. So I've been friendly. I've been getting friendly with the guys at Apollo. Oh. Uh, and they actually hooked me up with a ticket to like they were going to hook me up with a ticket to Geneva and, yeah. and you know the Bentley okay. Geneva wasn't part of the Bentley trip no oh really yeah they just get you there and then the rest is up to you well or you no, didn't even it, go no, to Geneva it was not going it was never going to oh. go through Geneva to Geneva with Bentley it was always going to be Bentley and then Apollo so they assumed people would just get to geneva yeah. some other way interesting all right i didn't know that i think the only two that actually were doing the bentley side for that were bossom and matt okay i did not know that but so yeah, let's talk about apollo yeah that's way more interesting 
Okay, so yeah. these, so I, I interviewed um, the new owner, Norman Choi, and their operations manager and also like one of their marketing and other guys, um, Ryan Barris, for Rob Report. And we got to talking and we became fast friends because they're just – they're insane car people. Right. Just, just like us. Well, yeah, I mean kind of the stuff that they've built indicates that. Yeah, the, the, the IE is – Batch it. Emozione. Yeah, the intense emozione. Um, but did yeah. you get to see it? Have you seen it yet? Like in person? I haven't seen it in person yet. Okay. Um, but everything they've been telling me has just been. Is whew. it? Um, so, is it a Cosworth developed engine? Am I no, what it's is it? Auto Technica Motorized. So okay. it's it's the guys in Italy, probably out by Modena. So it uses. The block is kind of derived from a Ferrari. Okay. But then they take it, they bore it out, they redo everything on it, and then it's their own proprietary. It sounds like an expensive way to start with a block. Yeah. Yeah. But what they deliver at the end of it is fucking fantastic. Is it it an 8 or a 12? I forget. It's a 12 that revs to 9,000 RPM. Wow. So 800. What's the displacement on it? 6.3. Starts, okay, so it's probably really short stroke then. Starts life uh, with like a 5.9, I yeah. believe. So was that, is the basis out of that like a, a an FF for the F12 engine? It's one of them, but they do so much How to it. They, it's now it's there. Are, are they engine. buying these blocks directly from Ferrari? Or I don't know. It's 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 way above my pay grade. It's, a, it's off the back of the truck. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Like this car, they've sent me like pictures... Like in the build process, mm-hmm. holy crap! Wait, how far away are they? Are how far away are they from the production car? So they've built three so far. Actual production cars? No. Okay. Development cars. Okay. They're only releasing the production car once Norman signs off on it when it's perfect. Right now, they're trying to play with the transmission. Right now, it's a single clutch, uh, race Ugh. spec. Well, well, they that, they won't. They, they, they want try to this do it as a raw raw. Car. Also, they can't yeah. do a double clutch in there. That's not what they're thinking, right? They, I mean, they might. It'll it'll drive like shit in first gear. The torque, but right now, it'll be it'll be first gen GTR if they do that. No, because here's why: uh, because double clutches now are becoming a little bit of a commodity because you've got people like uh, Tremec that now have double clutch solutions on the market that like you can just you can license from them and they'll just build the damn thing to your spec. Yeah, but no no everyone with higher torque engines have moved away from double clutches already because they're like they can't it's, handle it's them. chunky around town and it can't handle it. Yes, but except for the difference is, is this is actually built for mass production in the Corvette. That's this is definitely not. They're not going for that clutch. at all. But they're not going anything. They're going for the rawest experience like that yeah. you can possibly get. Yeah. So they're doing like race clutches. They're doing so it like when, how it was described to me was when you get on the gas and you shift in upshift, mm-hmm. it's like getting hit in the chest with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That is not. I mean, that's cool. But also I'm getting old. I'm like, can I put it into street? Mode or sport mode? Sign me up. Let's go do this. I don't know. Have you driven anything with a single clutch, like crazy, like that? Big power. Aventadors or yeah. has that ISR gearbox, which yeah, is a single, a single clutch. clutch. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, I don't know. I'm just getting like to like. Is the Ford I've GT driven... a single clutch, or is it? A What's dual? that? Is the new GT a single clutch? No, that's dual clutch. Oh. Mm. 
Um, I'm just Ferraris. saying that, like, when you've got when you're in a car that has a transmission that shifts like that, it can be a little hairy to drive because without that smooth transition from one gear to the next, basically you're putting it's it's almost like clutch kicking when you do that. Is it just bam hits and like if you hit that at the wrong time, you are in for a bad yeah, experience. Yeah, but these cars all have traction control that mitigate that. It, even still, it's just not the level of refinement that I I would want to see in something like that. Like, I mean, I, if I can, me wrong, if I can drive down thing. the street in a Hellcat and it doesn't happen, like I mean, that thing has all the torque and horsepower. It does, but it also has a pretty fucking smooth transmission, does it not? Yeah, but it's not a dual clutch. No, no it's not. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, what the fuck was I just going to say? I don't know why I needed to swear about it, but, um, oh, they did a really cheese ball video. You can tell Which them one? this next time you talk to them. Oh. So they released this video where they're like, you not everybody shows you behind the scenes when they're developing a car and they were doing, mm-hmm. um, testing in Hong Kong at night. Like, but we're going to show you when things go wrong and they're driving the car and it stalls and then they fire it up and they go again. I'm like, that's it. It's a development car. I don't care that you just fucking it stalled and like like wow that was real brave of you to release that. Like the car sounded cool. They're driving around at at uh, at night in Hong Kong, but they were like, "We'll show you what really goes into development of a car." The car it, they're going. It stalls. He restarts it. They keep going. I'm like, "Are you?" F- that they, they, it was like real you, dramatic you about it. All the room in the world now for a brilliant parody video of that. Right, right. They're like, they should, they, they, yeah, in car. You know, with sometimes like. Oh shit! I spilled my coffee on my lap. Like we're showing you what really goes on in development. Cue <laughs> a primered Civic in downtown LA just stalling out, right? And then just panicked looks going back and forth in an interview in a director's chair, going, "Well, we were terrified, but this is the reality of building right. a highly, this is highly modified. This is vehicle. what it's really like. Yeah. Or like going through the drive-through, be like, "Hey, dude, they're out of the Szechuan sauce. The Rick and Morty no! fans took them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the way, I finally tried that." Everyone who freaked out about that, you should go drown yourself in a river. Because it's not even that good. No. You know what they should drown themselves in? Szechuan sauce. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I love Rick and Morty. Like, yeah. I think it's a great show. And I was I'm like, oh, it was actually one night after the podcast. Because I, I usually do not eat McDonald's. I, no, I, it's I, I grew up it's on awful. fast food. I occasionally get a taste for it. I'm like, man, I could really go for some nuggets. I'm like, what? Yeah. no, what am I talking about? Because I always feel like shit after I eat it. So I haven't had McDonald's in probably two years. And I'm like, oh, well, shit, no, they're doing their Szechuan sauce. I got to try this. I didn't go home first. I stopped at McDonald's. I ate in my car because I didn't want my wife to see it. Um, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm, I'm eating it. I'm but like, there's still, there's no getting around it. She's going to smell it. The walk. Uh, no, it's it was shame. a press car. It was, it was a press car. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm eating it. I'm like, Really? I'm like, no, I'm going back to my sweet and sour, tried it, you know, the tried and true. I'm like, this is fucking. I didn't know they were offering it. You can get, I think you can just get it now. Like, I think uh, it's in regular rotation. I love that they put, they probably put all this time and energy into actually getting it, and now everybody's totally over it. I'm sure there's some hardcore, like, and I, I don't mean to be offensive, but it. like super autist. 4chan Rick and Morty fans who sits in his car screaming Gree! and and shovels this shit into his mouth Possibly um, every single day did you ever see the video there was an iPhone video of a kid on the ground screaming that like when they did the one day event going Gree! like screaming and like fake seizuring because they were out of the sauce like I, I hope you apply to college someday and they're like actually I know who you are Pulls that video up and be like, maybe we do a few years at junior college, and then you transfer because 
what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, I was very disappointed. But this is a weird tangent. Punch him in the nuts, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I know I'm being too hard on these people because these are teenagers and this is sauce. But well, no, that's seriously, the thing, get your shit together. I don't even have as much of an issue with the te- with teenagers. They're, are they stupid? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I have more of an issue with the thirty year olds that were do- pulling the same shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not. It's not a good look, man. Um, but back to back to cars. Um, what have you driven? You've been driving some cool shit lately, haven't? Or at least you've been posting cool shit. On I've been posting cool shit because it's finally. I, I've You're been like finally going able memory to. lane. No, uh, who is so, this guy? By the way, I sorry to cut you off. Who's the guy f- with these photographs that you're? Oh, of, wait. Of all the stuff I've been posting, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrew Trahan is okay. the photographer. Um, so it was from this December. Uh-huh. Uh, we did uh, from Automobile. All-stars? We did All Stars. Yeah. Okay. So I was I was the photo monkey. So I got to drive literally every single car that we had there. Gotcha. For like rolling shots. For rolling shots and yeah. doing and just all this all the mag photography. So it's really f- kind of funny to me that if you go to the newsstands and look at that You're that book, I'm in, in every fucking shot. Nice. Um, that's fun. Uh, but yeah, I've driven. I I got to drive pretty much everything right from last year. 720s Lamborghini Performante, which I'm getting again tomorrow. Um, is it nice to schedule your own shit again? That part's nice. Yeah, a little. I mean, you still. It sucks to find a home for it. Is the hard part, but yeah. But I've been I've been driving some fun stuff for some other people. Like I got to drive the Ring Brothers Javelin, which was a lot of fun. I got How to was that? It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I got to do some burnouts in it, which nice. is it was awesome. an interesting podcast that we did with them. Like huddled in that hotel room, yeah. that we pulled apart to be able to do the podcast. <laughs> They couldn't find a conference room for us in the entire fucking hotel. Jeez. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Um, I got to drive Scarbo's car again for Autoblog. Oh. And I got to drive it actually on a track. How was that? Oh, my so God. you pushed it harder. Oh, I, I did not push it that hard. I pushed it to probably about my seven-tenths. But uh, which is like describe Scarbo's car for because yeah. most people it don't is, know. It is uh, a replica of a 1967 Ferrari F312 Formula One car with an LS1 making about 430 horsepower, completely hand beaten aluminum panels, five speed Porsche transaxle, open uh, wheel vintage race car. Yeah, uh, the slicks are 12 modern. inches wide, <laughs> uh, and, and it weighs what? Oh, it weighs like 1,100 pounds. Yeah, Jesus Christ, and, and it's got. Uh, Rich Wade is from Magnaflow, our, yeah. our buddy. Eight into one exhaust. Yeah, eight into one. Three-inch exit. Yeah, he proposed oh, doing that on shit. my car at some point, and I'm like, yes, but after I get some other things done first. That's it, crazy. It's, it was so wild. Did you have to wear, like, headphones? No, I had, ear, a full, I had a full suit and full uh, helmet. Is so, the helmet or, enough to block the noise, or do you need more in, in there? Oh, like I, I didn't care. Like, I mean, <laughs> I was. I mean, that's, to that it. seems like because earplugs you're, you're, and because helmet. you're also kind of like you're not looking down at like it has a race pack gauge cluster, yeah. but you're not really looking down. So you're just kind of listening to the engine to like. Where no, I'm thinking about like permanent is. hearing loss with oh, an uh, engine that loud yes. right behind fast your head. Fast forward to 15 years from now. Yeah. Oh, I'm what? already like I'm already what? half dead. John, so fast, fast forward to 15 years from now when your children are signing to you. Yeah, uh, my yeah. mom. Teaches sign language, so oh, I, I know fine. some of it. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. um, so you're prepared. Yeah, um, I really want to talk to Joe. By the way, he he's. Do you know what he's building now? I think I do actually. Oh my god, I haven't seen him in two years. Well, he's you know what? building a nine six four with, but to Joe specification. No, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, full 
It's a full uh, tube chassis. Whoa. It's going to be What's, uh, 800 horsepower or 1,000 horsepower, uh, putting slicks under it. Let's, let's call Joe and go down there in like the next week or two. He's, okay. he's a maniac. Well, I want to talk to him about suspension ideas for a certain project car that's... Well, we can totally do that. We'll just being, go down there. Being molded back into the ground. I'll grab my little... I'll grab my, my box of uh, mobile recording stuff. and Podcast! On the go! Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm down with that. Because he's not far from me, right? No. He's... He's, he's like Huntington? Yeah. yeah. He's in Huntington? Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, so. Of course, I didn't know that when I lived in fucking Huntington. He's right down the street from Batum. Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, so he's near Four Sons. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually going to go do some stuff with Tim in a little bit for Rob Report. <laughs> nice. Um, if you want, Jeff, Uber over there, or, or I can pick you up, and then I can I'm drop you at I'm capable of having a beer, um, <laughs> believe it or not. Well, no, I was saying you, you can go crazy, and I'll, I'll drive you home or something. Oh, okay. No, that's actually a good plan, then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right, so you've been driving cool shit. The Scarbo car sounds amazing. We, uh, we've, uh, Yeah, I saw it at HRE. Um, like, did it still have an LS1 in it then? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought he changed the engine. Um, that thing was amazing. Um, so that's fun. You've been doing some fun shit. Where uh-huh. can people find your stories right now? Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, I have stuff uh, for Autoblog, for Auto Guide, for Rob Report, for the manual, which is like for a Auto erotic. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. Uh, the manual is like a digital. Uh, digital Trends is like lifestyle option. Oh, yeah. Actually, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh God! Where Miles else? is writing some shit for them too. Yeah, like that's inside baseball. It was like, who's Miles? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I have a piece that will be hope. God, if it ever fucking comes through, it will be going to Road and Track and some other places. Cool. And Pr- print or online? Uh just for online for okay. Now. Very fun. That's good. So you're you're getting your shit out there everywhere. That's great. That's yeah. really good to hear. Um, Something it, just dawned on me with that bad auto rock joke. Is that if you were to lock yourself in your garage with gas running, that would still technically be autoerotic asphyxiation. It definitely would. It'd be auto-autoerotic asphyxiation. Yes, it would be. It's also oh. in my Twitter title. Is it? Yeah. Auto-erotica writer. Okay. Oh, Jesus. It's been there for years. So you're on the, you like the two-wheel stuff, too. Have you ridden any bikes lately? Um, I just got done riding Africa Twin. Um, does it live up to the hype? Because oh, I've heard yeah, mixed does. reviews. No, no, no. It lives up to the hype. That thing is wonderful. I just jumped every single curb I could find. Uh, uh, yeah, t- that's what I when took I had off roading. I had a Dorsoduro for a few days at one point, and I'm like, I'm just going to drive this everywhere that you're not supposed yeah. to. That's the best. That is the point. If of you're going to own a bike, that well, I did like-, like I did that. Like I had the Indian Scout 60 for like three weeks. Yeah, uh, like a month ago. And that's all I did. Whenever traffic got in my way, I would just be like, oh, I can go kind of on the sidewalk because no one's there. That was the one thing I liked about having my shitty truck, too, is you just drive on things you're not supposed to drive on. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I just spent a week with the, the JL Wrangler, and I loved it. That looks like fun. I got it because I live very close to a little bit of an off-road. It's like nothing too crazy, but it happened to rain here. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much every day I went and just got it covered in mud. And Sounds about right. It was, and this is a, a two-door sport, and it was fucking great. I really, really liked it. Um, I have no intention of ever buying one. No. Uh, but now I want to get my hands on a four-door Rubicon, and yeah. uh, I, I'm curious about the turbo motor because it makes more torque. I really want to see when the diesel comes out because that's going to be the interesting one. That'll be fun. Yeah, 440 plus pound-feet of torque. That's a 
that's plenty. Yeah. Especially around here. I mean, you have some great OHV yeah. areas that you can just go rock crawl or even just go there, However, off-road. though, there was a guy there with a uh, JK Wrangler, four-door, black, hard top, <clears throat> wheel tire, suspension mods, a few light bars. Mm-hmm. On the side, it says 392 Hemi V8. We're like, oh, interesting. And then he hit the gas. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. You could hear him for miles in the canyon. It sounded amazing. Um, I guess AEV sells that for like ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> you there are yeah. there are some other companies that will just swap the engine, right? Right, right. and yeah, maybe he went it. there because I didn't see AEV badges, but I didn't have time to look closely. I've enough. some of those AEVs. Those things are probably rad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I saw the badge. I was like, holy shit! Uh, and oh, it sounded the business. It was really, really cool. How is it that Chrysler doesn't just build that as a standard? They sell them. They would absolutely I mean, it would probably, yeah, and they the Jeep is already them. pretty expensive. Um, yeah, but the difference in manufacturing a, a Pentastar versus a Hemi is literally probably the I'm, matter of a few dollars. No, but it would. I but to them, they would at, this year. like at or the marketplace. They'd be like, "Oh, we're going to add twenty thousand to this." See, yeah. here's the thing: they might. I have a weird feeling that they'll probably add it with this body style, like a V8. You option. think so? They stuck a Hellcat motor in a Grand Cherokee. Yeah, but I, yeah, that's true. Why not? You've made the investment in the drivetrain. Just you know. Oh, it, and, and actually, I bet you. If there's Hemi, anything SCA does well, it's to stick a drivetrain in everything yep. so that you get a little bit of extra money out of it. I think that the, the interesting thing is, I'd be willing to bet that that Hemi is actually less expensive to produce than the Pentastar is because there are fewer moving parts in it. I have no idea. I don't either. I have no idea. Um, but either way, um, the Jeep sounded awesome. The new Jeep is awesome. And I loved them. I loved I loved the sound of the one and driving the other one very much. Um, but uh, at the moment, I'm going to jump over and start the barrage of questions. And as we all know, as I say all the time, it uh, starts with Patreon because they're better than everybody. Mm-hmm. Dan Mosqueda, give us a rundown on the Hooniverse network of podcast writers, video, etc. I guess a state of the Hooniverse empire is in order at this time. Um, I wouldn't call it an empire. I, I would, I would <laughs> not really use that term. Um, uh, we, it's more of like a circle of campers than an yeah, empire. Yeah, it's it's an elephant walk of automotive media. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, uh, Camden Tubbed. We have DFL, the 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 motorsports podcast. We have False Neutral, which is is the motorcycle podcast. All of them on Shout Engine, our podcast. Um, we it's just me on the video side, which with occasional help from Josh Ostrander, who got a real job, so he helps me less. Uh, he still helps me a lot. Um, <laughs> And then uh, on the writing side, um, it's mostly me. And then our East Coast editor, Camille Koleski, does a lot when he can. He has a day job. Um, Robbie DeGraff is helping out on occasion. Chris Tracy, when he writes his Land Cruiser updates. Bradley Brownell, and Auntie, uh, Auntie hasn't written for us for a while. Bradley Brownell, who does Camden Tub and DFL as well, um, handles a good amount of writing too. I send him on some trips when I can. Eric Tritko occasionally chimes in. But the bulk of it right now is me. I am the Hooniverse Empire, and that's you are it. That's why it's not an empire. It's a it's a shit show. Uh, <laughs> Dina Honda, hey guys, what's up? Hope all is well. Winter does not want to leave Massachusetts. My dad just bought a new car too. He just sold a um, what did he have? He had the uh, he had a he had a, a CRV or mm-hmm. something. 
and he just bought an Accord, mm-hmm. which is great. He bought a brand new Accord, great the, car. The Didn't new, ask me about it. The brand new one. The brand new one. Yeah. He got the turbo with the 10-speed, silver, black I like interior, that car. EXL. I like so he got a good trim. Um, I haven't driven it. I've, I haven't driven it. I've heard the new Accord is fantastic, um, and it's snowing like crazy out there. So have fun. Zach okay, just had it. He had really good things to say about it. Yeah, everybody I know who's driven it says it's awesome. Um, from Dino. Okay, so my S10 is in need of new tires for the summer set of wheels. They are not making the tire size anymore. Two thirty-five, fifty-five, sixteen. I found only three companies: BF Goodrich Traction TAT, Kumo Solus TA31, and. Cooper Cobra Radial GT. Should I use one of these? If so, what do you guys recommend? I, I just put Goodrich's on my Fiesta. Yeah. I really like the stuff they're doing right now. Um, I, I, I think that they are really, really trying to go after Michelin. Well, they're not going after they're Michelin. S- they're the same fucking company. Well, you know, just in terms they're of They're starting to produce better products. It's like yes. entry-level Michelin stuff. Um, or should you look for another size as 225... 5516 or 245 5016. 245s would be pretty big under the S10. Well, he said it's 255 though, right? He is 235 5516. Oh, 245, I think it'd be fine on an S10. Just remember, your gearing is going to be off slightly. Yeah. Um, the other option you could do is you could put some cheap wheels on it and have some, like, put some cheap 17s off of something else on there and have a lot more options. Yeah. You could do that too, but uh, I'm my choice. I'm pretty loyal to BFG and Michelin, so I'd probably go that route. Uh, the BFG, I've, I've had, but you know what? Kumo makes a decent cheap tire too. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. BFG though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in a truck, it'd be like whichever one's on sale. You know? Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, I had BFGs on my truck, but that isn't saying much. But they, the tires were great. Um, I have Michelins now. I'm a Mercedes because they make. Uh, tires that fit my 14s, which is good. Bertie Redfern, Drive Tribe, dot, dot, dot. What the feck was that all about? It was certainly well-publicized when launched, and a lot of well-known journalists left good jobs to join the tribe community. But now they're gone, and the whole thing seems to have died out, died on its arse. I wonder, who paid Clarkson, Hammond, and May to promote it? What was the financial structure or purpose behind it, as I didn't see any monetization, adverts, etc.? Any ideas? I don't think they were... I don't think they were I think they probably just got equity. ...paid to promote it. Yeah, I think they were part of it. Yeah, um, and then the the journalists were probably paid, like yeah, uh, Bobby didn't catch pool. All those guys were paid. I mean, it's the story of a startup. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been involved, and I had to count it up the other day. I've I've either run or been kind of at, at you know early into nine different startups. Now, the vast majority of them fail. Right. And I I saw well, that when it came out, and I'm like, I had no idea how they were gonna how they were gonna make money. I guarantee it was sponsored content. Probably big brands being like, "Oh, this tribe is going to do mean, a story." I don't mean I don't mean literally how oh, they were okay. going to make money, yeah, yeah. but I mean enough to sustain that. Sure. Well, they probably saw that. Like, cause I always think the future of internet advertising, it, at least specifically to my corner of what I do, is properly targeted sponsored content. No one clicks on ads. Most people have ad mm-hmm. blockers. And cl- I mean, I run ad block. I whitelist friends and stuff like that. But if you do. The right thing. I always come back to the shit we shot for Valvoline. That is sponsored content done appropriate for my audience. That is sponsored content because right. it's paid yes. for by Valvoline. We're using Valvoline oil in the advertising. Yeah, our, our Freddie's been doing a lot of that lately yeah. with his stuff. Um, I also don't have a problem. I see um, every once in a while some of the tech people that are out there reviewing whatever the hell's coming out that week. Um, every once in a while, they'll kick out an episode where it's like, hey, this one's brought to us by Samsung or Intel or whatever, but they just state it right up front. Right. And that's cool, too. Like, And then they'll build something cool with it. Right. 
Right. I think also there there should be some type of like seamless nature to it. Uh, like there's a lot of stuff like in at least the print world and like the written world right now that it just it, it's that weather tech kind of ads where it's just like you're reading you're reading this awesome story about you know a Bugatti and it's just <laughs> like la 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 weather tech. Yeah, but that's pretty like it's on the print side. That's like you're used to it, which <laughs> is funny, and you accept it. You're used to or it. Just, Even though you just paid for the magazine. You're used to those ads, um, but like online, if you can do it, you can do it. If you could could build up a, a catalog of sponsored content for an entire year, and you could pull traditional advertising off of your site, it's win win for everyone. So I was driving up the coast of California in my brand new McLaren 720S press car, smoking a smooth, a cool, smooth Newport. Well, so like on the podcast, we could very easily, um, uh, like how we did the little bit of gear segment, mm-hmm. that could be sponsored by someone. Oh, yeah. If we did, like we could easily get someone to, well, I say easily, clearly not that easily because I'm not trying and I don't have it, but like beer, we could be sponsored by a beer. Where, so instead of like guest bringing could... shit, I could hand them like, hey, try this tall, cool, four probably... sun we should we should talk to the four sons people next week when we're down there. <laughs> um, but uh, so well. so like but on the yeah, on the on the written side of it, it could it would be stuff like uh, like I did take a road trip on my new mission, and not every article would be that. By yeah. the way, not every article would be that. But there, and it's clearly marked or it's very, like disclaimer, or whatever. Um, it, but it's it's pretty easy to tell too these days when sponsored content, like like yeah, like Freddie's like, hey, I went to Sebring to drive these new Michelins. Like, well, it's clear that, but like the trip might not be sponsored, but the tires for his project car are paid for. Yeah, or uh, I believe he's using Motel Motor Motor Oil at yeah. this point and stuff like that. And like he'll just go, yeah, they hooked us up with oil, and like. We've done projects a million times where somebody's come in and went, oh, here's oil or here's tires. Right, or and what, I, I think I should like that. switch to modal, and Efren is going to be – he's the PR guy for them – should be happy because I kept saying, oh, i got to wait. i got to wait because I'm, I'm waiting uh, here Mr. on some projects Mr. for Valvoline. And they're just like, no, and they keep – it's taking them forever, so I might be switching to modal. Efren <laughs> Oliveras. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Um, so I think the idea for Drive Tribe was going to be sponsored content um, – with ho- they hoped it would be you know a social network for enthusiasts and it's just like that already ex- like Instagram and Twitter and and YouTube we already also, do it anyway. I think there's also a problem with the industry as a whole right now where there's a lack of editorial voice for specific outlets and Drive Tribe and uh, uh, countless others right now are kind of struggling to find what their voices actually and, and be. I think that some of the strongest editorial voices in automotive aren't actually employed by automotive outlets they're employed by other by other magazines that actually ha- have the occasional car, car article like Dan Neal with WSJ you know it's like he obviously Dan's a fantastic writer and like that's not an automotive thing so i think that like to get up to you know when you build up your career to that point where you've got like the upper tier of being able to do whatever editorial content you want and you you know you get carte blanche I don't know that there's enough money in the automotive outlets to sustain that. I think there, I think there is. Like I, I'm coming from it from as a freelance perspective right now, yeah. and, and just kind of now being on the outside, um, and having to having dealt with that on the inside too. Um, there, 
you can find really good editorial voice if you have a clear if you have a clear idea of what that editorial should be and you can find sponsors to sponsor that that voice as long as you have that you know very narrow view yeah um i don't see that as much right now and i think that might have been well, drive it, tribes long form issue? is also really hard to get people to pay attention to on the internet because we live in, and I tell this to my business partner all the time, like, we live in TLDR culture. People oftentimes won't read beyond a fucking headline there's before they comment of, on stuff. There's a lot of companies out there, or media companies right out there right now that are doing really great long-form stuff. I don't, that are doing I don't doubt that, but numbers. I'm just saying, it's uh, I, sometimes it's really hard to get people to actually have the attention span to stick with that thing to I make agree. their way through it. But is that is that because... It's voice. because people are dumb and we live in a horrible culture. Or, 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 is the, or is the content boring? Uh, I don't think that's the case because I see articles from legitimately good writers and people that I like to read their stuff where, like, the you, you see the comments and, you know, that's my mistake for even looking at them. But you go down to the comments and, you know, half the people literally just read the headline and didn't read the article. Hmm. And, and they've got to put their two cents in. Um, Marshall Cass. Um, I'm moving on because you guys covered it well. Jeff's been talking about his bags and his new wandered bags. So what other bags would the rest of you guys recommend? For example, what does Chris take to Vegas to record the always excellent SEMA episodes? I'm wondering if he's being sarcastic there because it's 50-50 love-hate on the SEMA episodes. I never know. Uh, he might be honest because he's a Patreon supporter and he knows that SEMA episodes basically give us our winter break. <laughs> yeah. You guys need School's to realize that like they're one of the few, out. they're one of the few outlets where like we make money to sustain the show right. and get to then have things like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. Um, but so um, before I switched to my Wandered uh, for camera gear stuff, I um, I still I still haven't sold it yet. My Pelican S115, which is a uh, – everybody knows the Pelican hard cases. This is like a Pelican square backpack with – like a mix, it's almost there. It's not as hard as a Pelican case, but it is. It is fucking safe for your camera gear. That thing was cool. It just got to be a bit too bulky um, because I would also need like clothes and luggage. Mm-hmm. But if for like day trips or just or just having it, if you have a better travel solution for your clothing luggage, the the Pelican S one fifteen is a pretty dope. And bag. then like I can't remember if we covered this last week or if, or if we were just talking about it, but the. The rollers I use are the mono-priced knockoffs oh, yeah, yeah, of the right. Pelicans. Right. They're like a third of the price, and they're everybody's good I've seen so far. I mean, I cannot recommend them enough. Yeah, I've been actually using a uh, Velomaki Giro like oh, 35. Free shit, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> isn't Velomaki expensive as shit? Yeah, they are. Well, I, and I, well, I talked really, about my I mean, they're really good. Right. And that, also- but those are, that's a motorcycle brand, for those of who don't know. The only reason I know is because, do you know Brian Campbell? Journalist does a lot of motorcycle stuff yeah. for Gear Patrol. He just he and I he rode together with me at Audi RS5, and we've ridden together a lot. Um, and he is testing a Velomachia bag as well. And then uh, another friend of ours, Miles Brand, yeah, is he, testing Velomachia stuff. One. He had yeah. the clasp, which one? Uh, right, clasp uh, across the chest one, which right. I really like. But this is like one that I've been testing out. Great. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So Velomachia, if you like the motorcycle shit, mono price for the rolling cases to protect your stuff, yeah. and then I, I I like my Pelican stuff. And then I think it's uh if you have money to spend, uh, there's a really great camera bag, but it's expensive. Um, I think it's by Low Pro. Um, go to Peter McKinnon's YouTube channel, and then it's the tactical camera bag that he uses. That thing is dope as hell. 
Um, I am jumping over to Twitter now. Twitter. Um, all right. Let's see what we have for oh, Twitter I questions. Chime in. Um, I had a couple of people email me about the headphones we were talking about last yeah. week. And I accidentally conflated two models of headphones. Are you talking about the 5706s? Uh, I was talking about the – so I mixed up my Sennheiser. I got Sennheiser. a question too. Oh, I, you Sennheiser HD 598s? I have 509s okay. from a while ago. They're old. Um, and then I mixed those with my Sony. I mixed them up with the Sony. Um, I actually have the, – the Sonys I was talking about – are the MDR seventy five oh six? Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Because yeah. somebody asked me, and I'm like, I think he meant these ones, and it's those ones. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. But yeah, seventy five oh six. They're <clears> fucking great. And my audio technics are the ATH M fifty Xs. Alex uh, Kirstein uh, asked wombat question mark, and I think I replied triggered. Um, no, there's no update. Kill me. Um, the uh, the Oliver Picard at the Ollie Picard. Now that you've taken up mountain bike. How do we get you on a road bike? Not a chance. Uh, I nope. I am. Uh, I am not trying to I offend said anybody. That for years. Uh, I don't. No, I don't want a road bike. I want to be super gnarly and hit jumps and not wear tight clothing. Extreme. Yeah, you don't I have want to, to be wear extreme. tight clothing. So, however, today I I actually was curious because I I live close to mountain bike trails. I wanted to see what it would be like because um, my bike had been actually been in the shop for the last two weeks and I finally got it back. I rode it this past weekend. Something is always in the, my Mercedes and my mountain bike were in the shop at the same fucking time. What did you buy for a bike? I bought a used Trek Fuel EX9. Okay. Which is a, it's awesome. It's a yeah. uh, 29 inch wheels. Uh, it already has a dropper post installed for the seat. It's full suspension, lockable. Um, yeah. It, the bike is dope. Um, and thank God I got it used. Disc brakes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for anybody else who's a bike geek, uh, I, I massively fucked up my knees two years ago, so I really haven't been on my bikes at all. But I've been I've been trying to get back on my road bike lately. Follow me on Strava, bro. Yeah, follow <laughs> me on Strava. But no, I've got I've got a serious fucking uh, free ride kind of bike down in the garage to my GT. But I really want to buy a um, Evil Calling. Uh, sometime later in the year, hopefully. Evil bikes are the dopest of the dope bikes. Nice. Oh, and a mountain bike brand reached out to say, hi, spot brand, what up, if you're listening. Uh, car guys who built this like this mountain bike technology, they like reinvented the rear suspension, basically. Uh, and they, I don't know, it looks cool. And, the and whole you guys office think car guys bike, in Colorado. If you guys think cars are expensive, start getting into mountain bikes. It's easy to drop ten or fifteen. The original, the original price of the mountain bike I bought, which I didn't pay because I bought it from a neighbor who's yeah. getting out of mountain biking, is more than the original. It was more than I paid on my Mercedes. Yeah, the original, and that, that's like the middle two, of the road. Like, yeah, it's too much money. The original price like, of this bike was like four grand. Uh, what would be a considered not surprising? My entry like fifteen thousand dollar road bike. What yeah. would be considered now an entry level kind of like serious mountain bike? You're spending. Four thousand plus dollars yeah. on now. Yeah, they've gotten so expensive. There's, it's this bike, but so I rode this bike from my house at lunch to the trail. I did a loop of the fun downhill part and then came back. So I was curious if I could knock it out at like a lunch break. Yeah, and I did. But when I had to ride on the road for a portion, I 
almost went into cyclist mode because someone was parked as I'm in the crosswalk mm-hmm. and I had to go around them and I wanted to be like, you know, like, fuck you. I was like, oh my God, I'm a road biker for a second there. <laughs> and I had to like snap out of it. No. But I was pissed at no. them. Um, Those people are awful. But Oliver, I'm not, I don't want to do road Seriously, bikes. Seriously, dude, like, you'll change your mind. Once you get on a good road bike, you're like, Oh, this is much better. I you love, don't have to dress like a twat. I don't want to, but I don't want to. I just want to do the mountain biking. Um, at Team Raider Love at Midnight. Uh, no, not at Midnight. It's at Midnight Drifto. Um, follow-up question, same premise. Did I ask another question? All right. Cezetta uh, V16T or Vector W8? I vote Cezetta. How much coke am I doing first? All of it. Um, Vector. Fiero. <laughs> I vote Cezetta because um, I think I think Maroder lives in Southern California, and I've seen the Cezetta at the original Cars and Coffee, and it was him driving it. Hmm. I'm pretty sure he lives out here. I could okay. be wrong about that, but I think he lives out here. Though, though I've also seen Gerald Weigart driving a Vector out here too, and it, when he left Cars and Coffee, it was a big cloud of smoke behind I, the car. <laughs> I, I talk about bad kind of cars from certain eras like uh i was talking to uh to joe cariotti this afternoon he's on the cusp of now buying an svx nice Subaru uh SVX. terrible mike yeah. farino no no, no. friend I of actually, ours has one this is the most gonna let me drive normal it. core car that joe has acquired in years it's uh, also v16 just to say you've owned a 16 cylinder vehicle is fucking crazy did you see that the uh the the uh, twelve cylinder LS motors are actually going into like production yeah, by the the company in Michigan. I think uh, they're, they're it's a company in Michigan. Drag race guys? No, well, it's a company in Michigan building them originally for a Saudi Arabian supercar. Well, that and there was a oh, company the devil on, thing. The devil. There's a company in Australia doing them too, and oh. somebody's taking a crack at doing a sixteen cylinder one as well. Well, the the company in Michigan though is like theirs looks like it's. Like really well. Yeah, done. no, the the Aussie one is serious too. Okay. Like they're doing an actual casting. Their dyno, their engine dyno, they maxed it at like twenty four hundred or something yeah, like that. So they're like, much. we're thinking it made twenty five to twenty six hundred, but our I dyno stopped. Thinking of this a lot lately. Why aren't people like building more engines where you just do a block, but then you do it compatible with other heads and other other rotating assemblies and shit like that, like. Money. That gets yeah, rid of just money. Like that gets rid of like all the other crazy shit. Like if you could build a block that then just used off the shelf, you know, two J parts. Well, or what LS you should be doing too is three D print testing it first, and mm-hmm. then be like, because that technically like, that's relatively wouldn't be expensive. Joe Scarbo actually does that. Oh, okay, nice. They, he three uh, D prints prototype uh, off road parts and stuff. Um, I'm moving to Facebook questions. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, we got to talk to Joe about that. Uh, Cars and Cactus asks, will Kia make a Stinger wagon? No, because it would be too cool for this world to live. It, it's halfway there as it is yeah, now. It kind of it, is. It kind of is, but like, but it's so was hatch. like, but Porsche Panamera and yeah, then the Panamera wagon. Turismo. So, yeah. but and the no, RS, Kia won't the do RS7. That. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I really like the RS7. Well, the RS7 is rad as fuck. That it's car is so, so goddamn fast. fast. Um, oh, Christopher Gatsky says regarding K versus key for key car, it's pronounced K split up into its two syllables. K is pronounced with a short E sound K and the syllable for I is always pronounced with a long E sound. So K, K- so K- I wasn't far you were off. Right. You were, you were much closer than I was. That's what I thought. I thought K- it was a two K- syllable. It's almost like Hawaiian, like Keiki, young Keiki. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, Kiai, but it's K-E. Okay. K-E. Yes. 
Um, but thank you for that update. Uh, and you could be bullshitting, but I don't think you are. No, no, no. <laughs> he'd be, he'd be I, awesome. He's like, it's I was fairly certain it was two uh, syllables. <laughs> um, Unkimo. Uh, Russell Turnbull. The most recent Top Gear UK episode had Harrison LeBlanc in Japan buying old 90s sports cars at auction. What would, you, what would be your pick for a, a 90s era import? First, let me say, because I can get press screeners of these, these Top Gear episodes. Episode three was fucking fantastic. Yes, it was. So I, it was haven't watched, I haven't watched. Uh, I haven't watched that one yet. It's good. In, in episode three, they go to Japan. Harrison Blanc go to like this, like the world's largest car auction, and they each have a million yen, which is like a th- like seven thousand yeah. dollars to buy a car. And that was really fun. Harris did well. He did. Um, but the best part of it was Rory Reed, and I even reached out to him on Twitter to, to say, like, dude, oh. the segment was amazing. He has a day, like, 12 hours to spend in Japan. Mm-hmm. He starts off in a K.E. car. So <laughs> crazy. And he then moves on to a Bozozuka Datsun, like, 280. 280. Mm-hmm. And then he moves on to the, like, the flashing lights, Lamborghinis, which, by the way, the would not work Lambos. here in the U.S. I love those cars in Japan. They are so perfect. But well, hold on. After that, after that segment, I thought about it, like tweeting out, I'm "Like, I'm kind of okay with under." No, they work perfectly okay with it. in Japan. Hey, John. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then he moves on because the sun is almost coming up, and oh. he moves on to a street legal Porsche 962. Oh, Rothman okay. 962. Yeah. And so he has. Like so, my I have never been to Asia. I'm dying to go to Tokyo, and he lived like a dream bucket list. Well, when night you for me. see Tokyo with those crazy cars, especially the gangster Lambos, like you're like, oh, this this actually looks like an anime from the early nineties. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's Akira come to life. It's yeah. fucking great, and it was so well shot, very cinematic. Um, and he, it reminded me of, cause when Rory Reed was first announced as being top gear, I'm like, I don't really know this guy. And I went and watched, if you want to go watch his Rolls Royce review, he does a spoken word rap to, as an ode to Rolls Royce. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. They definitely picked the right guy. It was so good. And it had shades of that in his like dramatic enthusiasm for what he was doing. He's underused though. I still think he's underused. Well, he's not going to be this season though. Cause it's just the three of them. No, but like I, I feel like it should be the three of them together more. I feel like they, they will. I feel like that'll weave itself in and out as the season goes it, on. It's probably I hope so, one of those I, things. I like Rory. I like Rory as yeah. a presenter. Like I, he's I think good. That here's he the difference a... between this crew and the last Top Gear crew is that these guys have a lot more other gigs going on simultaneously. Like Chris is everywhere all the time. I'm sure LeBlanc's yeah, doing other. Yeah, but when they're shooting Top Gear, they're shooting Top Gear. Like, yeah, they're and I their chemistry. I feel like is. Good, like Chris Harris and LeBlanc seem to like, Honestly, and maybe I, that's why they're palling them together. I think this iteration of Top Gear is much better than uh, the. I can't even think of the name. Grand of the Tour. Sh- Grand Tour. It was. Yeah, oh yeah. That's, I, it's kind of like the consensus so far. I I, I don't like the Grand Tour. At I, all, I should see I if, if I can send you the link to log in and go watch. Like at least watch the Japanese episode. It was like it's really. Oh no, I've got them. I just haven't watched them. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so, whoa. What would be your pick for a '90s era import? Oh. Um. I would. Oh, so if I'm importing, Japan, yeah, I guess so. That's the question. Um, trying to think, like I would want something that we didn't get. I, you know? Dude, I mean, if you're going to go '90s era import from Japan, I think I have to go with the Skyline. Right. I, 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 yeah. I think R32. I want. Um, I want a century. When did the centuries start? Um, it have to be like late '90s, right? Yeah. I want a right V12 century. century. I don't know if they switched to the V12 later, but I want a Toyota Century. 
Okay. Those are so fucking cool. Wait, what? What are the what are the clauses on this? Can I, don't can I just import any Japanese car from the nineties? Sure. I mean, because he didn't make a stick to the budget. Seven eight seven B. Oh well. Oh, you you can't do like one off Le Mans winning race. I don't cars. know what you're talking about. They built a. Couple. I added a clause. They built a couple road cars. Oh damn it! Uh, well, hey, the, that nine six two that Rory drove. Was on the road. You gotta, you that's like the that, there, that's like some le- illegal rich guy loophole bullshit. You could also I'm pulling do, that right um, now. I'm pulling it. And depending I'm, upon like what you're a fan of, like you could totally get into early evolutions and things like that too. Absolutely. And I, I still want a Dakar Pajero evolution. Yeah. yeah, that's like the there was one on Bring a Trailer and my jaw was on the floor the entire <laughs> time. Um I'd, no, I'd go R32. David Sherlock says, saw Colorado ZR2 the other day after listening to the podcast. Wheels are exactly as described. I called them an armada of dicks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wood Heron, any thoughts on the upcoming 2019 Genesis G70? Apparently, there will be a first-year option for a manual transmission with LSD, Brembos, and other enthusiast options. Also, they say it will be a shortened version of the Kia Stinger platform, which seems like a good thing because the Stinger is huge. I don't think it's going to be that much shorter, uh, right? No, mm. it's just a few inches. It's not a it's not a big thing. It's it's like, it's like the body. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the wheelbase is changing at all, which is what the difference. Is, which is really what makes a difference in handling. Uh, but you're all in on this. I, I, mean, like, I you really want to be see the this one. car. Yeah. Um, I really like what Genesis has been doing since the very beginning. The value proposition of those cars is through the roof, and they're way fucking more reliable than the Germans. Um, I think that they are Lexus's single biggest threat. Um, the G70 would be cool, but the thing I do know is that that manual is only going to be on the four-cylinder. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, makes sense. I don't think they have a manual in their lineup that, that will take could, the power of the bigger yeah, motor. Um, it. But that'd be cool, though. Uh, LSD and Brembo's? I mean, that's pretty dope. I think that... How is the transmission in the Stinger? It's fine. Fine? Yeah. It's an eight-speed. It's fine. I mean, every, every eight-speed... Is it responsive, though, is, when you're actually using the It's paddles? responsive yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not a PDK. I mean, the, the Stinger yeah. is softer... Than the German cars that it does, and it does go up against, like yeah. performance metrics wise. Uh, I love that it's faster, and I know it's the Panamera V6, but it is faster to 60 than the Panamera V6. I mean, that's cool. Um, they, yeah, that would be one thing that would be interesting is if they actually got, if, if Genesis, the, because the thing that I think they risk right now is that they're moving towards turbo V6s on all their stuff. I think just for kind of mind share thing they've got to keep the eight cylinder in the lineup i don't think anyone's buying it though yeah it's an it's an image thing though like you can get all the For luxury car stuff sure i yeah. would i would like to see what the take rate is for the I, I don't think I don't it's very think much. It's much i'd like to see what the take rate is for all of it the stinger the g7 like mm. i want to see what it's I, I think the G- stinger gonna is be. gonna f- completely fucking flop i think they're selling a decent amount of them is what they're saying. Like I'm hearing a number of about a thousand a month, which that's not bad. Doesn't seem bad, but Kia probably needs more than that. Yeah. Uh, but if it gets people in the dealership and they turn around and buy Fortes because it has similar f- styling now, it's kind of a win. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah, I, think I it's fear that it's going to be a flop as well, um, and I hope it doesn't. I think it's going to be kind of like the FRS, where you've got a certain subset of of the market that's right. going to be all about it for like eight months. Yeah, but this subset 
is is waiting to buy them used or heavily subsidized, like yeah. get the fifty thousand dollars stinger for thirty thousand uh, dollars. Rus- yet they will be worth thirty thousand dollars in a year. Right, Russell Gorley. Which would be a better choice of vehicle for my first track day? My project car or supercharged E thirty six M three with upgraded brake suspension and sticky tires, or my daily driver Focus ST? Focus, Focus ST would be more forgiving if I make a rookie mistake. But why should I toss my daily around a track if I have another car in the garage that is more capable? No. Is this his first time at a track? Um, I mean, if it's his first, if he track takes day, it he... out, if he takes it out for instruction, I would, for like an HPD. If he goes, I for would start driving with the, I would start, start focus with the focus. ST, start slow. You need to build that. That you need to build the knowledge to actually drive a track. You know what would like, be better is go to a school. Yeah, and then take the car to the track. That would yes. be better. That would be money well, well spent. And, and I was going to say the big thing is, is like, you know, if you're going to take a daily to the track, buy the track day insurance. Yeah. But if you're going to go to a track like and and can get instruction and they've got cars there, do it because people don't realize how fast you chew through brakes and tires on a track. Yeah. Like you take your daily to the, on a really good hard track day, chances are the pads are going to be completely done. Also, you, for my answer of the Focus ST or Fiesta ST, what was it? Focus? Either way, Focus, yeah, whatever. Um, going slower allows you to have more time to kind of correct bad mistakes or bad habits. Um, and the Focus being is able not to just, slow. It's not uh, being able to just kind of go through every turn, kind of, and assess what you're doing rather than kind of terify that you're gonna skid out or not put enough brake not put I, I enough wouldn't throttle i would go but yeah, i don't want slower. i don't think he should thrash his st when he has no I, the no. that's why i'm saying don't don't touch either of them yet go get instruction yeah. and yeah, then do definitely. uh high performance driving education stuff with the e36 m3 you're gonna the first things you're gonna have to learn are proper braking and picking your lines anyway you're gonna every time you go to the track like for the first time or the first time in a long time like getting used to getting super aggressive on the braking zones rather than driving like you do on the street is is a big so thing. all of us drive fast cars quite often um yeah. I, I, I know i drove here in my mercedes i per- <laughs> i drove in a tiguan uh i i whenever i do like fast driving i'll do a recce run first like yeah, i'm gonna go sure. s- i'm going slow i'm mm-hmm. looking for my lines i'm looking mm-hmm. at the turns where i'm gonna be pro apexing. drivers walk the track for a reason yeah um so i'm i'm a big proponent of just going slow first and then building your speed up from that yeah your e36 sounds cool but it's way too much of a handful to start with yeah it'd be a lot um Cody Johnston, fuck, marry, kill, internet star cars. Farah's Mustang, Musto's Charger, Daytona clone, and Mike Finnegan's 55 Chevy Blasphemy. This one's easy for me. I would marry the Daytona. I would uh, make sweet love to Matt's Mustang, and I would kill Blasphemy. And it's nothing against Finnegan. I love Finnegan, and Blasphemy's cool and all. But, I mean, Daytona clone is like dream car shit for me. You know, I stay with that. Yeah, I think the last leaner would be Mary for me. Fuck would be Matt's car, and I love you, Mike, but I'm not a fan of those big old Mopars that much. Oh. <sighs> uh, Baird Hall, I am too tall for cars. I hate it, but must accept. What truck do I buy? What can I fit my family and also be comfortable at six seven? I'm not fat. I'm just tall. Live in northern Minnesota, so all wheel drive preferred, but four wheel drive okay. What truck, big SUV, makes you You're feel small? You're not too tall for, for Porsches. First off. 
Yeah, you can, but, you can do a nine eleven. I used nine nine six is no, attainable for his family. Oh, for his family is that what he said? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, so I'm thinking like uh, I just drove the new Expedition and it's really good. Um, like re- it's really good. Yeah. Um, and then you I mean the new F one fifty is great. STI. Is it, but here's say, the thing. STI. Did he like, dictate, I fit in STI. I'm six six four. seven though. Is is it's a pretty big leap. Yeah. Um, especially like if his body's like I'm six three and I fit in cars that people shorter than me don't fit in. Like like some people don't fit well in Miatas. But the way too. I am, I can drive yeah. all generations of Miata. It, it depends on your proportions too. Like I'm just a little under six feet tall, but like. I have a long torso, Same. so I sit in a car and I'm like right next to people that are like six four, and I'm and I'm like right near the wheel and oh, I, I scooch had to all like the way up. Shoehorn myself to get into the Ford GT. I, uh, it was so bad. I, I, I was, oh, I feel so bad for you. I was essentially just like this. With um, that must have been a tough day. Um, it was awful. The <laughs> I really drove the new Expedition and it's it, they did a really good job on it. Um, I drove a Yukon. Did he dictate used or, or new? Or? No, he didn't. He didn't uh, say. You know what? You could probably get a killer deal on a on a year old like Escalade. Too, I drove a or even you don't even need that because the Tahoe is great. Tahoe is great. Tahoe's yeah. really good, especially if you get it. Though I got don't get the six point. Well, fuck, because then you got to get the RS two performance. Because it was awesome because it had the 6.2 liter, mm. but the RST performance was just kind of oversprung. It was like, you know what might be an option, too? Check out the Mazda CX-9. You know what? Honestly, too, you could CX-5. be really you could be really comfortable in. No, he would not like the CX-5. Really? If he's 6.7, no. Um, CX-9, maybe, but CX-5. Um, the uh, seat goes uh, Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> I mean, if you want it for your family. Because they, they make... Do they make an all-wheel drive one? Actually, am I getting ahead of myself there? Are there any? Oh, Sienna makes an all-wheel drive Sienna minivan. Does. does I don't know minivans Odyssey that well. Does. So if they do, the Pacifica must because you kind of have to to compete, right? It's or FCA, does Ford still make the Flex? The Flex is still around, and the discounts on those are massive right. because my sister's husband is the same height, and we were talking about cars. They need something, and like. The lease rates on those cars are Flex like $189 a that month. That is a great road trip vehicle. Boost, right? What's uh, that? You can get one with a 3.5 oh, EcoBoost. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the base is the 3.5, not the EcoBoost. The EcoBoost, they, they, the crank, they crank up the price quite a bit on it. Yeah, but they're not really selling them. So they're right. not. They, like, they might even have killed it, but there's still plenty of them on the lots. Um, um, so we said Tahoe, used Escalade. New Expedition, the Ford F-150 if you just want a truck, uh, and the Flex. And then I said... I guess the question is, is how much truck stuff are you going to use it for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. could probably get a really good deal in a Silverado since they're going to be coming out with a new yes, one. Yes, you could. Yeah, the Silverados are given away because a uh, guy that I, that I work with, um, he bought one dirt cheap. He bought one, you know, the extended cab, pretty well optioned out for like 25 k That's crazy. Um, Patrick Palladino, have you driven the 8th Gen Civic Si sedan? I'm on, it's on my short list of next cars. I don't know what year that is. That's the new one. It's the new one? Yeah, yeah I drove it. Go see my video of it then. I don't know how they differentiate amongst all those models now. They're all so similar. Uh, well, I mean, there's decent codes? power. No, but I mean, like, they're all turbo cars. And you know how enthusiasts are, especially that are shopping oh, that range. Oh, they're like, I'll just pump the boost up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they give them things that, like, the other cars can't get. Like, there's definitely things on the Type R that, like, you don't get on the SI. Oh, no, no, but the Type R is a big jump, but I'm like, how do you justify the, the yeah, SI Yeah, because the Sport you is don't. great. 
Uh, I wouldn't justify. It. I'd rather have. Dude, I'd rather just have a sport. Yeah, yeah because the a sport's so no close to the SI now. The SI. You could get a sport and throw money at it, and you'd might or have a better. Or you could get an Accord and have, fine. And have oh, the yeah, R motor. You could get an Accord, right? Um, Cars and Cactus. What happened to active suspension systems? They're still there. there tons There's tons of them. Yeah. Um, like lots of them. Magnetic based pretty, and, and uh, you can everything. get it on all. There's, there are now razors with active suspension. That expedition I just meant it has. Uh, exp- I meant or no, it was the Tahoe. I think it was the, either the Tahoe or the expedition Magnet. has like body roll control. No body oh. roll control. I think um, that the magnetic rheological setup is available on like every, everything. <laughs> every GM car pretty at this point much. now. It's not. It's spread beyond GM. No, no, no. But I mean, oh, you like, mean it, they just all have it? They just have it because they were the ones that first started doing it. Right. So I believe they just throw it on everything. Everyone now. pretty much has an electronic suspension. You just don't see it. Uh, you can get it on top tier, but like you don't see it like the Accord. You don't see it on that or you know. Cars and Cactus also has a more powerful Zed coming from Nissan. Why do these yep. things always just get fatter? Um, I mean, they there's they're teasing the 400, right? Uh, the I yeah. 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 I mean, it's the next logical step if they use the Infinity uh, Red Sport motor. However, I will believe it when I see it. That that motor. I've been saying that for years. They should put that motor in. Yeah. Um, cars and Cactus. After recent events, should we allow autonomous cars to text and drive in the future? I am not blaming the autonomous tech here. Um, it sucks that the guy was at the wheel and didn't see it, but it sounds like... The pedestrian stepped out in front of the car. At night... Yep, and like there's all kinds of like this is going to be a very interesting case. Absolutely though, um, uh, but still, yeah. no stupid people will still do stupid things, and the cars are very good. But you know, the tech is still at least. But then you get it, into arguments. Should you be line. beta testing it on the well, street? And yeah, like, we're it, also talking about a company that is not at its core in automotive development doing this work. You know, I don't think you would have seen. A similar issue with a Tesla. Hmm. Tesla has their problems, but their autonomous driving system is really far ahead. Yeah, but this situation it's was still... specifically like 10 p.m. outside of crosswalks, hard to see. Like, it sounds like even human people would have been like, oh, fuck, what was that thought? Oh, no, no. Had you or I been driving, we probably would have fucking hit the guy, too. Yeah. Um, Tommy Loretto. Oh, no, sorry. Niles Rogers. Is windshield tint more cool or idiotic on cars? I think it's pretty dumb. Uh, I fucking love it. I want on a car without well, it. Well, I like the like the, the, the upper to block the sun, but then, like, you know. I have it. On, both of my cars have it, and you'd be hard-pressed to even tell. Really? Sorry. Yep. Um, um, it, it majorly saves the interior, really, really cuts down on heat in the summer. And the other thing that people don't think about is it way cuts down on the UV light that hits your arms and everything when well, you're driving. But you can get... Um, there's like the ceramic UV clear tint you can do. Yeah, but that still doesn't help with heat. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it's in a, like if you live in a hot place, like if you live in Florida or Texas, it's not like something you do optionally. Like everybody does it because it's pretty much necessary. Tommy Loretto, favorite Italian dish. What do you miss most about Boston? Uh, not the snow right now, uh, though I do miss snowboarding. Um, I, this is a weird question, but I really like um, – I really like gnocchi, and I really like uh, chicken parmesan. I actually really like veal parmesan, as fucked up as I, that might be for some people. No. But it's it's. Um, I don't order it out here very often, though it is a good test of an Italian restaurant. Is a good veal parmesan. Um, what do I miss most about Boston? I mean, I, my family and my <laughs> good friends are back there, but um, <laughs> I miss the spring and the fall in Boston because the city is like there's a great energy um, because everybody's happy that it's not 
the summer and or the winter. Like like a, a spring evening baseball game where the hours are still or like the hours are still kind of long or because yeah. you're almost into summer is just an amazing feeling at Fenway Park. There's something about that changing of seasons that you don't get here and you don't like here you realize time you forget time is passing because nothing ever changes visually outside and there's something about like there is that feeling in like the fall or something there where it's just very different like there's a finality to it like okay we're wrapping up the year like there's you know you get into Halloween and Thanksgiving and like it just remember you remember being a kid walking around with leaves yeah. on the ground and all that shit. It's it's different, and I think that if I was going to say I missed anything, that's probably it. That and witnessing the random acts of violence and fights that you see in Boston is brilliant. I'll uh, never yeah. forget sitting in a Chinese restaurant with my family on New Year's Eve, and a guy comes in and just punches the maitre d in the face and then walks out. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, it's the weather here is like really nice or just gray and that's kind of it and i love california don't know i love california but it's like it's 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 fucking groundhog day yeah yeah um a little bit but whatever um jonathan where can everybody find you online uh at jonathan underscore klein on twitter and instagram uh, Chris, tell them about Shout Engine. So, if you like doing podcasts and you want to uh, and you want to get some free hosting, we'll do that for you. Uh, if you just like listening to things, chances are uh, you listen to a bunch of our stuff already, uh, and uh, it's free. And uh, I know I've been saying this for a long time, but we're working on on the complete reboot of it. It's just I have another gig that also pays the bills, and unfortunately, paying the bills comes first. Um. Random side note on the tech side stuff, uh, the gear stuff. If any of you out there have tried the Sony FDR X3000 camera, let me know about it. I'm very curious about it to see if it's like a nice GoPro alternative. Does that come with the wheelchair or? What? FDR. Oh. <laughs> um, wow, vintage presidential humor. I like yes. it. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Also follow at The Real Hooniverse. Follow me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff to see my gnarly mountain bike stuff. Uh, no, I, I don't. I actually, uh, we don't bring the cameras out into the mountain bike because the mountain bike stuff, because you will destroy cameras. cameras. Well, no, no, because it would be GoPros, but, um, because camera stuff equals work and mountain biking stuff equals not work. So that's why I'm not doing that. It's more shit to carry and it's carrying shit on your bike sucks. Right. Um, uh, follow, uh, it was Hooniverse Jeff at the real Hooniverse on all the other shit. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Go read a story on Hooniverse.com. And then, um, yeah, that's about it. That's really all you have to do. Um, and if you're in Austin, just stay safe because it's fucking crazy out there. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, do a little bomb sweep or something. I don't know. Um, we will see you next week. Bye. Yep. Bye.